It's not a competition, but then again, everything is. Like trying to have a conversation, and afterwards asking who wins. Every person that you talk to is the co-host of that moment in your life. Might be one podcast too many, but we're only one small slice of the pie. It's the cultural content consumption appraisal. You're here. This is your you time. Honestly, let's all just take a moment. Obviously, we're going to get to some culture. We're going to review some stuff. But you have chosen to listen to this podcast. We rate that decision for you. It's just you and your boys here talking absolute shit about some cool stuff. But let's all just take a moment to appreciate what we're doing right now. We're decompressing. We're talking about culture. You're taking some time for you. Are you multitasking? Are you also cleaning your bath. I don't know what you're doing, but whatever you're doing, I hope we can be some nice accompaniment for you today. Christopher, you just finished your lunch. How are you feeling? Full. Good. I'm glad you're <laughs> full. I'm having chocolate oat milk in my decaf coffee. I'm a decaf coffee guy. It finally happened. And that's good. Is it though? With I mean, chocolate oat milk in it? For me, for me. I mean, but is, we know how taste our... taste anything else other than chocolate oat milk? We know how our different I mean... taste buds feel about coffees. Instant to me is glorious. So we're and already I'm, starting. I'm happy for you. If you enjoy it, then that's good. You're not going to yuck you. my yum. I'm not going to yuck your yum. I appreciate that. <laughs> that's d- the second time you've used that phrase on the pod, by the way. Shout out. Because it was almost a potential show title Ooh. many weeks back. Yeah. Ooh, well, um, Let, let's talk to I'm just going to say, not, well, not yeah, quite? sure we can do, but okay, I was just going to warn people because I'm... <laughs> Cause I'm going to be quite controversial oh, today. I out think, the gate? Maybe. Okay. Yeah, I may I may be calling an audible. I might be shooting. I don't know. Something might be shooting. When we get to my review, yes. you might query whether we've done it right. But okay. we'll see what happens. Yeah, definitely if you're if you're in the weeds with Just the... warning people, getting people invested, dropping it now so that they stick that. around for but it. In the weeds you know with I mean? how the podcast actually works, if <laughs> I wonder, let's say there's two types of listener. There's one listener who's like very just like, oh, a bit of banter about some culture I like. I I get an occasional recommendation. A glorious kind of listener shout out to you if there's another kind of listener who's like every week tracking who's winning who's who's losing who ever since the episode where hamilton was pitched is still annoyed that christopher didn't rewatch it especially for the episode this person at the end of last week's episode is like okay i don't know how to feel about this christopher seemed very not on it with the pitch jeffrey seemed very insistent they just plowed through anyway so that you're listener... assuming people sat through the smile review to get to the pitches <laughs> it's our best shit ever of course they did this is a very i listened I... to it back it was it was it was good shit in the weeds. and actually i do have a um Odds and ends. Please. We didn't mention the strings. I was thinking about this the, the other day. It got to me yes. that we mentioned how brilliant Johnny Greenwood is, how brilliant he's like a classically trained musician, and he was the in-house conductor for the BBC Orchestra for a period of time, yep. and he, he writes scores and whatnot, and he wrote scores for orchestras and their strings on the record. That on the records that we spoke about that are a big deal. It's a big deal. Yeah. Again, uh, that relationship we always talk about from album to album and all the stuff that for me feels very like what's it 
like very stringies on Moonshape Pool, right? Or just I don't mm. know. I feel like Johnny suddenly hit a stride where like strings are really even Spectre. They're yeah, really they're important. not overused. They're not underused. They're just right. used. Yeah, beautifully. yeah. <clears throat> oh, and I remember a really good point. Sorry to tack on. You know what? I, you were talking about like talking about strings and, and and connecting things. Mm. Um, I suddenly just got that um Charlie Day meme in my head, where he's got like he's trying to figure out that thing in the mailroom. Yeah, and he's got all the strings and tags and Passing pins me. on the wall. Mm. And I just thought that's just like us with all our Radiohead smile. Yeah, we are that album connections. We are that meme. <laughs> yeah, we're we're out here still like King of Limbs too. Anyone? Anyone? That's one of my favorite. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Controvert, not controversies, like conspiracy theories for just fun uh, rock and roll music. But I just that does, that does make me remember um, at some point because there was that the one headline that came out of the the Prince Charles Q and A. I've got to say this, it's a very it quick one. The one headline that came out of the Prince Charles Q and A was you were at Abbey Road. So like, did you get Beatlesy vibes, especially for friend of a friend? And Tom York was very like, uh, no, you wouldn't do that. It's leaning in too hard. But I do remember years ago reading an interview and Johnny Greenwood was like. Eleanor Rigby is sort of where like rock and roll strings arrangement peaked, but like you just cannot mm. like everyone else just sort of tacks onto it and does what they do, and so a lot of his focus is always like okay that was a way, there's other ways, and I just whenever I hear strings I'm like this is interesting because Eleanor Rigby is a big old a big old peak and he definitely does not do that he does his own thing. One of my FOMOs this week is he did a whole thing in Manchester. The composer Steve Reich had a three day celebration. And I've always wanted to attend. Steve Wright gets referenced a lot by musicians we like. And Johnny Greenwood was just out there playing on stage. Um, shout out to Steve Wright and Johnny Greenwood. Well, listen, um, the newbies are gone now. So we had our chance. <laughs> we, we missed it. <laughs> we, um, they might be sticking around. If they're sticking around, should we tell them what the pods yeah, are? Yeah, if, if they're sticking around, let's talk to them. Let's tell them. They've already got the, there's some sort of um, controversy about the way the game is played to look forward to. But what's happening right now, Christopher, is... You're on a couch. You're on a nice couch. And next to you on this couch are a few other people you might have heard of. You have um, star of Forrest Gump, Tom Hanks. You have star of Aaron Brockovich, Julia Roberts. And you have um, star of Being Cher, Cher. And you are now, you got you got called up. Timothy Chalamet couldn't make it to the Graham Norton show this week. <laughs> so Christopher, you're, you're on. And he's like, wait, what? Uh, okay. What project is this? And the producer's like, listen, I'm a hardcore triple C-A-H guy. We're going to get you out there on the show today. But what I need you to do, because I was talking to Timothy in the production meeting. My guy was playing this whole, oh, I've got imposter syndrome. Oh, you're all such big stars. Like, now, nah. when I turn to you and I'm like, tell us about your new project, you need to make it seem as big a deal as Julia, Tom and Cher talking about their shit. Okay, so you've got 30 seconds. I'm Graham. I'm turning to you. And I'm saying, hey, Christopher. Um, and what have you got going on at the moment? I've heard about this new podcast you're doing the triple c-a-h is the acronym can you tell us a bit about that please go well what the c triple c-a-h is the cultural content consumption appraisal hour nice. what it is is well you know like magazines are like dead right and people don't read reviews in magazines anymore and people don't like scouring the net for reviews either well what we do is we pitch really really old stuff or really 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 new stuff or some stuff that might have come out last year to each other and then we review it but then we you know people like game shows now people are obsessed with the traitors and things like that so we threw a little game element in there too so basically we guess each other's scores and whoever's closest wins at the end of each episode and it's quite fun and then Graham's like, oh, quite fun, you know. Yeah. And Tom's like, you know what? George now Clooney's can a great I um, guy. just take Julia f f aside and like just have a coffee with her because she's adorable. She's the best. <laughs> she's the best. Now I f I figure that since you know we've got let's let's just let's just bite into this bullet, right? We've, we're talking Graham Norton already. We're here. 
mm-hmm. um, as I was pitching it, you were like, please don't pitch it. And I was like, well, it's being pitched. This is uh, this is happening. The ball is rolling down. Can you call an audible? Can you do a thing? And now you're calling an audible. Am I not calling an audible? Do you want to talk to the people about, now that we've sort of explained it, I mean, mm-hmm. in our 30-second game where we pitch each other things and then we score them, the other person guesses, whoever's closest wins. In the process of getting to some scores, I feel like you mm-hmm. have some thoughts about how this review is going to take place on today's episode well basically i didn't watch it right yeah i mean that's <laughs> because <laughs> that's sort of because what... i'd already watched it twice right yes I <laughs> so mean... i watched it once on my own yeah um i i like to go to bed to noise mm. and i put graham norton show on i think my partner was out late that night or something mm. so i just had it on the ipad and then i didn't fall asleep because it was really fun and enjoyable yeah and i enjoyed it so much that i then made my partner watch it again because i just thought it was really fun people on the couch um mm. so we watched it twice um and it's a crime that that share album didn't get to number one at christmas but hey <laughs> did it not happens, right Ch- i don't think so Ch- <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think the song did that well <laughs> do you know oh did it not um, um, what's it called again um, um something about christmas share, i think it's just share christmas yes although they should have called it called it sherry christmas hey? yeah that's what hey? that's what graham said so interestingly okay so you, do you in making that decision did you feel like it's because Either I don't have time, or is it because, listen, I've got my thoughts already assembled, I'm good to go. I kind of know it quite well, there's an oh, episode that's of okay. te- that's, television. That's, so that's interesting, and, and I already I shouted out the just, Hamilton, right? Because that's the same yeah. feeling you had for that, right? I did kind of skip through bits of it Ooh. just now when I was making my lunch to try and remind myself. Um, but ultimately, yes. as graham norton goes and we all know that graham norton is a great chat show um it's not like one by one they all come out at once they've all got normally drinks on the go mm. um he's a very good interviewer he kind of just he sets things up and people tell their stories quite well mm. um and a lot of the fun is just seeing the chemistry between the people on the couch yes. and that's where this episode of television excels because yes. it's difficult to pick out why it works other than the fact that there's just so many little great one-liners and there's like a really good chemistry between the people on this couch Mm. and that chemistry is quite odd because (laughs) you've got people like julia roberts and tom hanks and to a degree timothy chalamet who are all world-class actors i guess in their own yeah yeah yeah. regard and very high statuses yeah yet they all seem completely um in awe of the fact that they're sat next to Cher, which is very adorable. That is adorable. I um, took it a bit as a, as a like, almost a cute showing respect to just the senior showbiz Do we need to name. explain what we're reviewing? Graham Norton. <laughs> I mean, to, that, to be That fair, episode that came out before Christmas. Yeah, that episode that came out before <laughs> Christmas. And basically my way of, I've always been looking forward to eventually Graham Norton getting reviewed on this pod because we're both fans, but I very rarely get just a whole episode to enjoy. And the second I saw mm. this couch, I was like, I need to eventually get it it's in the rotation. Couch. It's funny, the amount of things we talk to each other about watching... Um, I didn't know you'd watched it, and that's why I pushed through with the put, uh, with the mm. pitch, even though you'd watched. It, I just wanted to talk about it still because it sounded like you had you had thoughts and takes mm. and reviews, reviewy things to share. But um, yeah, Graham gets these celebrities on the couch: Julia Roberts, Tom Hanks, Timothy Chalamet, and Cher. And as Christopher was saying, and I will agree, uh, having this dynamic play out of them all just bowing down to Cher a lot—it's just really sweet. And I took it as a like, she's the senior name in show business, and mm. I wouldn't call myself like a share fan right like i don't know uh, are you a share fan 
I'm a fan of her personality. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's um... like there's 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 a, a moment when like they're talking about um, uh, Chalamet's um, signed up to do play Bob Dylan in the Bob Dylan biopic. Ooh. Um, which I'm sure you're really happy about. And then they sort of throw to Sharon and go, you've got one in the works sort of thing. Mm-hmm. How's it going? Mm-hmm. And then she sort of just jokes about how like her script's too big to be a movie and yes. like it's very unlikely it's ever going to get made. And then they suggest that maybe they should do like a mini series or a maxi series, as Julia Roberts says, yeah. because it's... I, they, I, enjoy sorry? I enjoy Julia Roberts' interjecting. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because saying like suggesting oh like you know maybe then you can spread it out over a few episodes you don't have to cram it into a movie yeah. and they all sort of look at Cher and she goes yeah. I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah and it made everyone <laughs> she's got really good dismissive older older woman timing it's just so good she's great and the, basically my, my goal in this episode is watching Julia Roberts and Tom Hanks crack up at her because like yeah. to get Timothy Chalamet fawning and clapping at someone is not hard <laughs> my guy is on just fucking autopilot of being in awe which is depending yeah. mileage may vary on how you feel about Timothy Chalamet but it is quite sweet but also I'm like yeah whatever um, getting Tom Hanks and Julia Roberts to be a bit in awe and to be like really they kept like they almost were like pointing at each other and laughing like along it was mm. almost like julia and tom buddying up and just having a great time being in awe of share so yeah i found that yeah. a really special and part found of out that share is um not a big share fan which i thought yeah again <laughs> and she also she said she's not a big share fan and she also said like she had a really funny like oh don't don't be ridiculous when graham was asking her about being a diva and it made everyone laugh mm. again just her timing of saying you know don't be so silly or whatever but then I was like, yeah. even the way she handles that question and like just her status in the showbiz world, for me, that is like utter showbiz guest on a talk show gaslighting. Like, I'm sorry, Cher is not not a diva. There's yeah. no chance. <laughs> even the way she answered denying she's a diva was very diva-like. Maybe not a specific, like she requests shit on her rider like a mentalist, mm. but I'm sorry. Her stature, in a complimentary way, it's almost like... How could you not be a diva? You're the fucking... You're one of the platonic ideals of a diva. That's what yeah. people think of when they think of diva. It's just an elder yeah. stateswoman of showbiz who's been through it all yeah. and knows their worth and is, like, into them. I guess I'm putting a very there's positive There have been rusicals on Drag Race that are all about share. I can imagine. I was thinking of... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That totally, that totally figures for me. And, yeah, so when she, whenever she said, listen, I'm not really a big chef fan, I'm like, really? Are you not? Um... But yeah, Snap I out of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's very easy to do an impression of. I loved Believe as a kid. I thought that song mm-hmm. was a fucking banger, and it's crazy because then this new Christmas song that she performs at the end opens, and she's got the same fucking vocal effect, and it's like twenty five years later, and I'm just like, what's going on? I know that she was in a little folky Sunny and Cher duo, was a big deal, mm-hmm. sort of was in movies. Haven't really heard that music, haven't really seen her movies. Then for me. She does her big comeback with Believe. Never heard of her before. Never got into her since. Loved Believe. Mm. And then since then, I've just known of her as this legend that people refer to in the same breath as Barbara Streisand and Bette Midler. And these names I don't really yeah. know, but I pay their respect. Yeah, she's just she's just a very curious one to me where we're like, I'm fully aware of Cher. Don't know what that means, really. But Believe mm. was a banger. Personally, I don't think this song touches it. But hey-ho, she's still out there doing her thing. Everyone needs a Christmas album, man. Eventually. I guess everyone needs a Sometimes, Christmas album. I think Christmas albums are slow burners. I think what we all look at This Christmas might be one of the most controversial it. things you've ever said on the podcast. Please go Like, on. I mean, I just think like Coldplay <laughs> did a Christmas song, yeah? A Christmas song. And I remember when it first came out right. and I was like, that's a bit shit. Are you about to give love to and a the... Coldplay song? Oh my day. But everyone no, but then in. you know what? You're going too fast. Let's all just... <laughs> 
Let's gather our thoughts. <laughs> Look, it's a good thing you're on decaf. So, <laughs> no, but I just, I just mean like Christmas songs come out and everyone goes, eh. Yeah. And then years later, everyone's like, it's banger. Well, just, that, no, no, in the, in the sense of an instant release Christmas song is never going to mm. show you how it's going to be felt about years from now, 100%. Yeah. Like, I'm predicting now... Unless it's the darkness, in which case, oh. rocket rocket from the start. Really, was it? Okay, I'll take your yeah. word for that. There's a lot of darkness talk recently. I'm going to say we're forgetting about Share Next Year, this song. Mm. I'm, I'm just going think, to... I think we should start a new segment of predicting how Christmas songs go. That one is dead mm. in the water already. Bless her. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just gonna. That's my prediction. And I'm also gonna say the Coldplay one bums me out, man. That's a downer. It's Christmas. It's like, oh, and everyone's lonely. I'm like, bruv, I know, but Christmas it up. <laughs> no, no. And then suddenly it's got a nice little sing along bit at the end. Ah, uh, like, see, hey. if you need Christopher yeah, to Christmas talk nice about Coldplay, just <laughs> chat shit about up it. My heart. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is why that Graham Norton producer got you on. Um, but yeah, yeah so, so this is going to be interesting. The controversy is going to figure into the, the game element because I have scored it based on you being a bit like, oh, do I have to watch a thing I've already watched twice before again? I've definitely mm. figured that into the scoring. So we'll see. You, I'm, anyway, to- more anecdotes. Please, Sorry. more anecdotes before we get to so, scoring. Hot take. Tom Hanks is the least interesting person on this couch. Wow! Oh, we love to see it. We love hot takes aimed at. I'm Tom just, Hanks. I'm just throwing it out there. I the mean, I'm happy he's person I'm, on I'm this happy. couch in this episode. Yes, because okay. in life, like, I'm so sorry, no. you cannot be standing Timothy Chalamet this hard. Okay. No, no, no. I just mean in this episode, in yeah. terms of just like Chalamet's oddly charming as okay. the imposter syndrome person on the end of the thing. Yeah. I mean, the fact that just. It reminds me that Chalamet's been around forever, yeah. yet he's still like 12. I didn't and, remember he was in, in Interstellar. He's, what the fuck? Exactly. He's in Interstellar. He's Call Me By Your Name. There's yeah. a nice anecdote about how he's like attending this sort of Oscar winner's party. And mm. they're all like, oh, what was the thing that you did? And he's like, the thing that came out now that I'm like, because they, they was like, how old were you when you first won your first Oscar? They're having like this weird conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, I'm this old. Yes. Sort of, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sort, he's already sort, been in, I think the, another weird stat was he's already been in five films that were nominated for best picture at his age yeah which mental. is insane it's a funny thing to and, clap and one of them best be wonka anyway <laughs> no it wasn't at the time <laughs> was it has it already been no, no, no fucking not. way sorry i'm sure it looked fun i liked how he spoke about it um don't you think though that's a funny thing to clap that's weird what i don't know like how like what did they clap sorry they clapped the being nominated in a oh. yeah the you've been in a pic you've been in five different best picture nomination I don't know. I was just, I was like, oh, we're getting claps for that. That's cool. Um, like his career yeah. is weird and wild, and he is still very young. Yeah, I will, I will give you all of this because yeah. in other aspects, this is very and just chatting shit. This, this, um, for me. But um, and Tom Hanks asking like mm. who was St Pancras was also a funny moment. For yeah, me when Tom, he's talking Tom about Hanks. the stations that are near his Lightroom thing. <laughs> he has, he has a lot more just like ah, Brits, you say funny things, humour than I would have. And thought. he's got a lot of cash in his pocket. Yeah, that's really funny. That was really funny. What happened at some point? He made a joke to Timothy about, "Can you just, you know, because you are the younger one?" I'll go get the sandwiches. Yeah, he was like, "Yeah, go get the sandwiches." And he literally just took a bunch of cash out of his pocket. And that, to me, is where the Graham Norton show excels because Graham Norton then it was immediately like, "What are you doing with money on you, mate?" Like the the fact that celebrities feel like I can swear, I can do slightly more outrageous Mm. things than on other chat shows. I think some of the best moments of the show come from people also getting tipsy and drunk. So yeah, that sort of just free flow and shit is good. You can't say Tom Hanks didn't contribute though. My favorite thing was tacking onto a few anecdotes that got told about like actual, like really awful people in Hollywood. And he kept 
and they wouldn't reveal the names. Uh, they kept yeah. just saying, "Ah, oh, George Clooney's a nice guy to me." Like that was good stuff. That was that, good stuff. Yeah, that was good. That was good stuff. Yeah. That was good stuff. Um, but I, I will say that I do have tickets to go see the Tom Hanks space thing at Lightroom tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow, shout out. <laughs> tomorrow, shout out. And I, and I wouldn't have I wouldn't have known about it had I not watched this episode of this are. show. Well, to go back, see, I knew there'd be so much to talk about with this episode. To go back, we're talking about. I think everyone can relate to a bit of falling asleep to some kind of noise some kind of show mm. we are that generation shout out the millennials and i do wonder how often you watch graham norton and how much that is bedtime viewing for you because for me that just wouldn't work it's too lively like was that a one-off is this the first it was it was, a, it's, it was a one-off when i was on my own to be honest right, and right, i right. just i think i think i'd seen the lineup and i just thought i kind of want to watch it and it was the only yeah. time that i would because i hadn't watched an episode since mm, to be mm, fair mm. um but it's good stuff. It's you take it for show. granted. This is such I don't, a good I point. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I think I take it for granted. I think I don't watch it enough. When I was looking um, for it on iPlay, I'm scrolling down <laughs> at all the couches and I'm thinking, okay, this got your attention that you watched it as a one-off. This got my attention that I've been looking forward to it for a while. Even mm. in his intro, he's like, oh, to the audience, you really won out today. You, you, you should play the lottery today. But then I'm scrolling through all the other mm. episodes. I'm like, you shouldn't be, you know, chatting shit about other there. episodes. There's so many yeah. fucking... Um, yeah, we all take... Tom I, Hanks does a, t- a gravity test. He does. Um, he does. I thought we find his... out that he supports Aston Villa because it's a funny name. Yes. The gravity test was good. I like that he had to get up and waddle over. I always like... I think Graham Norton waddle. was just like... He just waddled over to the side. He had to do a little presentation with the uh, feather and the hammer, was it? And then they showed... Because yeah. he went on about gravity. He started talking... Bless him. Tom Hanks is like an old man now and it's very, very wholesome and sweet. He started talking about science like it's interesting. And I'm like, oh, is there no, is there literally 0% show business in this anecdote and 100% science? This is crazy. I've got like 30 seconds. I've got 30 seconds of attention for this. But then he goes over and he's like, well, the whole point is this is not in a vacuum. So there are going to, the hammer will fall faster. And then they showed the footage from Apollo 11, I guess, when they dropped Mm. it and they, they fall at the same time, the hammer and the feather because of gravity and all the other things. And Science. Tom Hanks literally got up and demonstrated this to you. So that was that was fun. And Christopher saw that and was like, you know what? I'm going to pay this man. I'm going to go to the thing. St. Pancras. Let's but go. my partner likes space. I mean, I've done a lot of space stuff in a week, man. Yeah. I, do, I do you not feel Professor more... Professor Brian Cox. Because of that. Um, or, do you not feel sorry. more into space? Or do you still feel like a bit of a space tag along guy? Um, <laughs> I feel insignificant to in anything. Because the, the universe is endless. <laughs> And... Yeah, you sent me a. Should we tell the people the first message you sent me after you left the Brian Cox event? Go on then. Can you remember it? Something. Oh, I, it better be better <laughs> if you say it. Yeah, it was just. Uh... Here it is. This Can is find... good. The universe is endless and everything is pointless. So that's just yeah. a nice message to get after an event. <laughs> I mean, yeah, a bit of space stuff will do that to you. I guess Tom Hanks is. It was voice. a lecture. It wasn't. Was it? It was a lecture. It was basically a lecture. Oh, I wow, think you went credits to came up afterwards and it was like a lecture by Professor oh, Brian Cox. Wow. I was like, <gasps> guy fell asleep behind me and started snoring. Get out. What the fuck, yeah. bro? <laughs> <laughs> was he expecting more like. I don't, I don't know, know what he was yeah. expecting. I, I really want to go look at the advertisements for the show now because I would have. I would have also. He does like an entertaining podcast with Robin Ince, right? He does other mm. more entertainment yeah. slash science stuff. So that's super interesting. Um, yeah, also, so that and this in less than seven days is a lot. Yeah, it sounds that's like you're going to have an existential crisis. But for this one, mm. it's all about even when you are at the end mm, of the universe, the moon? contemplating <laughs> how none of this means anything. At least you have Tom. Hanks narrating it like a sort of this is true Bruce Almighty moment where instead of Morgan Freeman you get 
the old white man because of course um but let's just let's let's talk about how okay even with how much we take it for granted and we scroll down and there's loads of good casts this one stuck out right because it's just got yeah. it's got what we would have to call showbiz royalty on it i'm yeah. gonna say that for my taste this will surprise no, none of the listeners i actually found it to not quite achieve my ideal of a graham norton episode and i'll tell you why it's because to me it works with the fact that as opposed to the late night where they interview him one at a time the dynamic here is all about the group dynamic he creates my mm. dynamic i've emphasized so many times i can't help it it's one of the things i like is a bit of american and english banter and for they always that just one english dude with a bunch of americans or one um american lady with a bunch of english i don't know there's something so about all americans oh i don't anyway. know whatever it is yeah this one is all americans and you still had as long as the range has something interesting to the dynamic and for this one it was the age thing so as much as i can mm. tease uh timothy just because i don't quite get the phenomenon he does bring this night nice likeness to it of of youth so there is that difference in the range but yeah my favorite graham norton is when when there is a bit of british action i have to admit and it was it was nice. It's like when have. you've got like two like a a list celebrities and then Bob Beckett sat next to them or something <laughs> yeah, like that. Dude, that's it's so funny you say that. I literally was scrolling down and I was like, okay, now I'm in a Graham Norton mood again, and I'm just looking yeah. for that contrast. And I found fucking yeah. M Night Shyamalan and Rob Beckett, and I was like, that's the episode. I literally watched that episode <laughs> after this one, so that can't say more why. Like, yeah, this is still a great episode of late night television, and I do, <laughs> I I wonder if it will figure into your scores now. But like, as a nation. As a globe, okay? Because he goes on to YouTube now. So mm. we all have to understand what we've got with Graham Norton because it's not going to be forever. The same way for us, it wasn't a big deal when Terry Wogan stopped talking over Eurovision. It was Graham instead. And we were just like, yeah, I got mm. one day. One day he might not be our guy anymore. And he's been our guy since childhood. For me, it was mm. always him. And I guess they're the two big names in, in broadcasting interview television shows, Ross and Norton, right? I think yeah. I'm more of a Norton guy. I always felt 50-50 on It's that. not hard to be. <laughs> <laughs> Although to... me and you do have a, 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 a kinship to yeah. the Hell to the Thief interview with John. Jonathan uh, Ross John had a Ross. few bang. And... I think when he was on, yeah. this is the thing, they've jumped. I think the the, peop, the Brits listening can totally relate, but there was Channel 4 Graham, there's BBC One Graham, there was BBC One Ross and ITV Ross. I preferred, I preferred BBC for both, basically. Jonathan okay. Friday Night Lights. Friday Night Lights. Friday Night with Jonathan Ross, I think it was called. That was the show. Mm. I mean, I don't know yeah. if it's it, the name has changed since because 2024 is a different time, but Four Puffs in the Piano, we all re recall fondly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know what we're talking about anymore, but I love Graham Norton a lot. And I wonder if I'm going to get the right scores. Any more anecdotes to share before we close out the review? Uh, Julia Roberts supports Man United. You must have <laughs> loved that. They had photos. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was cute. Karen Rashford. Her and it Rashford. Cute. It was. It was very. She. Cute. She. I think she's the most charming person. I agree. Time, Let's talk about that. Fuck the others for a yeah, minute. She, How she, is she, she? She had a moment when she went, "I'm very good." <laughs> <laughs> Just then, talking about her and movies. She, she said it very like. I get that I'm being a bit much right now. Like she. Yeah. She has this really really nice blend of like. How are you this big a star? And aware and of that it, down to earth. and still a human who like gets that it's all a bit ridiculous and no one's better than anyone really. I don't know how she yeah. carries that all off. She's got There's this a cute little anecdote task. where her and Tom were talking about a director. Yeah, where they're like, where he doesn't really give good direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just sort of like one, two, three, go. Yeah, or like just be funny. Be funny. Yeah? yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was Gary Marshall. They do these <laughs> too funny. <laughs> I think Tom Hanks always does a good impression of him too that he tacked on. Yeah. Um, I've never actually seen Pretty Woman. Can I just put that out there? 
Have you got your little list? Movie. Have you got your list of things to pitch me? I'm just saying, pretty. I do, and I do, anytime you tell me you want something, it gets deleted woman off the list. Starring the story about that movie initially yep. being darker, and then it got Disneyfied yep. because the company went bust. Who were going to produce it? That's a crazy story. It's a good story. It's a good story. She had a few and of those. The listeners can find it out by watching this episode. I'd recommend this episode. I'd recommend this episode. And, and even though I don't think it's it's bedtime viewing, and I do occasionally like just take it for granted that on some late nights you'll have your graham norton on and you can have it in the background catch a few bits of an anecdote and laugh like mm. i just i don't know if this episode is going to help or not but like that's not enough i don't know if it's like mm. weekly appointment viewing we have to do or an occasional binge of two or three maybe it's just as with a lot of things these days maybe it's just you pay attention more to the youtube clips and subscribe to the channel but like mm. we can't take graham norton for granted anymore we just can't okay all right jeff all right, got fine. it all right fine are we cool i don't know man <laughs> I don't know. I feel like you're still taking him for granted. Okay. Well, we're going to about to dip yeah. back into your apprentice impression again. <laughs> well, we're going to see what the scores are. How much you're taking him for granted? So I had. What are your guesses? My <clears throat> guesses are that. Um, please, please, no! Don't pitch that. No, I mean, come on now. If that's not at least a two, but then maybe you've changed your mind because you didn't actually you thought about your anticipation score from before the original time you watched it. Mate, we need some fucking mediation here with what we're talking about. I need an arbiter to... It's so on you, I've, Jeff. I've, I've <laughs> gone for two, and then I've gone for mm-hmm. four for enjoyment and four for afterwards, because, like, I know you have a few screws this point. You, you, you get it. Okay. You get it. You don't take Graham Norton for granted. Well, my reviews are for now. So my anticipation was a two. Ooh, Okay. Um, if I'm wrong for something else and not that, prepare. Um, enjoyment this time round for the brief bits that I watch. Oh, here we go. It's gonna be three. Three. Oh, mate. <laughs> um, and then retrospects are four. Okay, fine. Because so it's just, a really good episode of TV. Uh, fine, fine. Okay, okay. We uh, we've just cool. about. <laughs> Can you explain what you meant when you sent me a message the other day saying your scores were cap? Oh yeah. So, so I, still didn't, I, I said what? And then you just sent me an emoji of a cap. Yeah. This is, I like, <laughs> I, still didn't get it. I like that we have this occasional segment in our lives more than on the pod, but let's start bringing it into the pod where somehow um, <laughs> two men in their mid thirties teach each other some slang, or at least I occasionally teach you slang. Do you not know what cap means? That's more, that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think after we finished the episode, I think I was just absentmindedly thinking about things and I was like, yeah, that apprentice episode was good i'm glad i gave it a four for enjoyment i was like wait he gave four to fucking the smiles album and i was like nah that's cap that's a lie you're lying cap means lie you lied and then right and the same way um i then followed up with a emoji of a cap i just want you to know because it's i almost sent it for something else and so let's just skip the part where you're like wait what does that mean if i then sent you emoji an emoji of a fax machine that means facts but let's just right okay so <laughs> the scores are cap you're a liar like but like in a gentle cool nudging punching you in the arm kind of way and then if you had come back at me with some truism i'm like fax machine you're now gonna know what i mean okay so we can put cap on the list of things you learned today are these your children that teach you this it's actually not it's actually other people our age i don't know quite all the different circles we run in that this is like super news to you cap is super old it's such cap that you're saying you don't know what cap means. I can't believe it. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Only one off, which is fine. And we emerged from it because there were lots of 
controversial little potholes we could have fallen in there, but I'm actually I'm actually happy with how that went. When you said you're about to do something controversial, I thought it was going to be like to so do So you're going to send me a fax about this? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, "Hey, you you mistakenly watched the, the wrong episode, so I intentionally watched a different episode and I'm reviewing that." Like you just didn't That's all right. The the controversy I just didn't watch it all. The controversy <laughs> was actually kind of mid. You've heard of this one, yes? Because your favorite yes, I've heard of that one. One of your favorite people likes that word. Okay. Let's talk about something else. Let's talk about Man Like Mobeam. Man Like Mobeam. See, if you know this show, how do you not know all the slang? Are you not listening? Do you not have subtitles on? What's going on? I don't. <laughs> they say fast things and I go, uh-huh. Yeah, I really need you to watch other series, um, whether it's series two onwards. I need you to have a little notebook out just for the slang in the show and have your subtitles on and we can do a little segment on the show. Because I swear, I'm acting like I know it all. It's only in the context of us two. If you brought the, all those words to me, I'd know a good 25% at best. Um, Guz Khan is funny, you know? Guz Khan is funny. Right? Um, yeah, bro. So can you just tell me before I get into m- my review, was it another mm-hmm. classic scrolling iPlayer? Like, how did you come across this show? Why did you give it a try? Well, I think I referred to it on the last podcast. Right. Um, but you don't consume the products, so we know this. Um, we do know this. But I can't remember. Well, maybe you should consume it. the products. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. oh, it was after it was after stumbling across Dreaming Whilst Black. That's what it was. Um, yes, and then it, I think we finished that, and it sort of said other things that you might want to watch yeah. on because I think it's a BBC Three thing, even though BBC Three is not around, but BBC Three is around. Three is I don't back. quite know yeah, the rules yeah, yeah. anymore. Shout out. Um, so then it it popped up for that, and I've consumed a lot. I've consumed all four series of this. All four. Yeah, okay, and then a couple of weeks back, we were talking about oh, it's good to have like nice little pictures, uh, you know, when we're struggling oh, for mate. time. The fact that um, so I actually I rewatched the the pilot for this and oh, then nice. thought oh, that'll that'll do, dude. But that was a couple of weeks ago, so my memory might not be as. Are you crazy? Let alone an American sitcom, which is like our usual comfort food of a small pitch. Fucking twenty minutes mm. on the nose. Didn't even scrape into the twenty first minute. This is fucking. Ideal. You're welcome. I know. <laughs> um. And yeah, I'm going to pitch what I'm going to pitch later, which is interesting. But in terms of this episode, listen, the pilot is, it's really fun. And I'm a bit, I think, you know, this podcast will document. I'm a bit of a pilot skeptic because that's living in the real world. Pilots need you to be skeptical about them. This is like, you don't propose on the first date. You need, you're feeling that out. Give me a second episode to get my wits about me. The first scene, if I remember rightly, right off the the bat, this is a, this is a show about Gaz Khan. Yes. Um, or in the show he's called Mobeen. Yes. Lives with his sister. You don't they don't really go into too much detail, but he's got a couple of weird quirky friends. Mm-hmm. He might get involved with the wrong people. And it's just about him living his life in his urban town somewhere, not London. Correct. I think up north or something. I can't remember where it's based. Yeah. Um and then yeah, just it fun ensues. Um as the series goes on, there are sort of longer plot storylines that start to happen and start Ooh. to connect it all but this one's kind of just like a little way to sort of kick it all off um i think his daughter gets in, his sister gets into a little bit of sort of trouble and he tries to resolve it in the second half of the episode but the first half is just introducing him and his mates mm. and that's kind of the bants and fun yes. that you sort of keep going back to because i think it starts with one of his i can't remember i can't remember their names to be honest nate and nate Eight and eight. <laughs> Trust me. So yeah, so eight has a bag with a dead cat in it. Yeah. And the reason he has that is because he thought he was buying a laptop yeah. in a black bag. Yeah. 
and it turned out to be a dead cat. And you made a very and good point that's... when when his friends start telling him what the fuck were you doing buying this? Like, why didn't you look inside? He made the very good point of when you buy a can of Coke from the shop, you don't check inside the can that there's Coke. I thought that's legit. <laughs> yes. That's my mate trying to justify it. I'm like, okay, fair. Maybe we need to think. Maybe we need to less less judge. We're all here. doing things wrong, aren't we? Yeah, I swear. Why are you just fucking down and shit? Have a look. Have a check. Um, and yeah, How'd I think. You get on? I loved it. I really enjoyed it. It was really weird. It's almost like I don't know quite um I don't know quite how to frame this, but like there's almost like a okay. So Guz Khan is like a funny stand up and like the classic mm-hmm. sitcom one of the classic sitcom molds anyway. It seems like there might be two actually, as as I mm-hmm. pass this out, is Ensemble Greatness. Shout out friends. Mm-hmm. Where everyone finds their their rhythm, their character, and it's all about the chemistry. And then the other one, at least in conception, maybe not for the duration of the show is like mm. the stand-up just doing their style in a show format. And that Gus yeah. Khan is obviously a big stand-up these days. And so this is like, okay, you do your show. We're going to throw money at you. And then it and, really... And this was, sorry, this was another thing mm. where Gus Khan was on Taskmaster. So someone yes. I hadn't heard of. Yes. I learn who he is. I find out his sort of humor from that show. Gosh. And then you sort of go down the rabbit hole. Taskmaster has just show. done it, hasn't it? It's, yeah. It might have replaced some of the finding out on late night. Or like, you know, the or way... Like Mock the Week stuff. Yeah, panel show stuff. I discover more people now through Would I Lie to You than I used to. Um, mm. And, you know, like, just speaking about Graham Norton, I don't know if this is always the trend, but, like, it's so often, like, the biggest names, whereas Taskmaster is a bit more, like, you haven't heard of them. That's the novelty. Maybe one or two names yeah. you have heard of, but, like, it's all about introducing. But anyway, that's that's a really good way to, to learn about him. I, funnily enough, mm. know about him through social media. Like, I, I have him as a pre- big presence on my on my twitter feed and he's funny and he's talking about stuff that means a lot to him and i just think he's kind of cool and yeah i'm interested in a bit of like same with dreaming whilst black so shout out to the connection i'm interested in a bit of like what's going on with cultural differences in this country there's so many different kinds of humor you can get so this is a a pakistani man and he's you know i think he's a midlands guy i think he said is it Mm. saint heath he's is that in birmingham there's some brummy midlands thing going on um shout out the midlands and He's just really funny. And yeah, the thing that I'm feeling early doors, because it's very much his style, is like, does this, does my guy really like pop fiction? Because there was a weird sort of like, I'm just throwing that out there as like mm. the top tier sort of crime movie, let's say, or like crime thriller, crime adjacent movie, where it's just like cool shit and shots and stuff to do with like the police are coming and we're doing dodgy deals. And it's like, it had really cool music. Very interestingly, I made a note of this, mm. had some big banger songs on the soundtrack that it would only like play for five seconds. So it had Nina Simone, yeah. it had Cypress Hill, it had Can I Kick It by Tribe Called Quest. These all played. And for a few seconds, it's like, that's some iconic shit. And then it's cut really quickly. But just like bringing this vibe of a bit of gritty urban realism to like a lot mm. of other stuff around it is just super silly sitcom stuff you like. And it's just yeah. a bit like, if you haven't seen this part of the country before, which many people might not have, uh, this is what it is where like you do get the not spoon fed, but you do get the plot line that he Mobin used to be a drug dealer and he's no longer a drug dealer yeah. and he's now retired. So his little sister sort of gets roped in friend of a friend who's his little sister's friend ends up giving him giving her rather some some drugs to take care of. And I thought that scene was really, really good because the little girl friend of the of Mobin's sister was like you're my best friend i'd do it for you and i'm like damn what do you do with that they've already talked about how in <laughs> yeah. these circles um their code is not to snitch on each other but let alone that like you can't if your friend says that to you you're you're bitching out a friendship to not just okay i'll take the drugs i guess poor little girl mm. and then Mobin goes hard and finds the 
the drug dealer and then that's where these two different styles a bit of sitcom silliness and a bit of like gritty crime shit thriller shit uh, gets melded because he goes and steps to the drug dealer and like don't involve my sister again and then the drug dealer's like and what what are you gonna do and i'm like fuck mm. i feel a bit tense what's going on in this show is it going to be like a bit harrowing and he just starts shoving food in his plate in his face they're like near a market stall and he's like i'm allergic <laughs> to kiwi and then mobin grabs a kiwi and is smushing it in his face and i'm like oh okay so it's a bit slapstick as much as it's a bit mm. you know gritty and r- realistic so there's just a lot of different things going on but like really hit right like my my taste buds were for this kind of thing were, were right there and i was just finding mobin charming and of course it feels like the heart of the show let alone him with his sister is also him with his slightly dim-witted mates nate and eight um who just have lots of cute one-liners and seem to have a really good group dynamic and mm. yeah um one of them is a bit is especially dim and uh is really funny <laughs> he's the one who bought the cat when he thought he was buying a, a laptop i think he did it again later he's like you gave me the yep. wrong thing takes another bag it's still it's, it's not the laptop again <laughs> um there's really there's really good stuff oh i really like the character of one of the policemen who was also um as referred to by Mobin, a brown boy, mm. and he's now grown up to be quite a, as he puts it, vanilla magnum. Man wants <laughs> to be a white man and wants to be the authority, and he's just really stressed and annoying and awful. And Mobin is just really funny. I fa- this is the first time I've spent any time away from social media, like with his style mm. of comedy, and I really, I really liked it. I thought he was really charming, and I'm ready to to keep going with the show. That was a, it was a good pilot. It was an above average pilot for me for sure. he's gonna keep going with the show i feel like i might you know i feel like i might i'm always i don't know now that i've said it maybe i have to do your rule of Mm. once it gets said you have to stamp on it so (laughs) (laughs) that's not a rule (laughs) that's a show title rule um (laughs) but yeah um but uh one of the one of my favorite bits of this episode is the fact that they they get accosted by the policeman at the start yes and then a man matching Eight's description was apparently the someone who committed the crime. So then Eight gets taken to to not prison, but to like the station, the I station. should say. Yeah, yeah, the police station. The station to be sort of kept in overnight or whatever. Um, but he's just so weirdly annoying that they can't <laughs> wait to get rid of him in the morning. And then just his interactions with this guy... Um, he was like, no, you're okay to go. And he's like, oh, but can I come back or whatever? It's, there's, it's just, he's he's just one of my favorite characters in TV. To be oh, honest. really? In, has he, in a, has wh- he won in a while. That's, that's really just like, yeah. just fun. It's that sort of... Innocence, right? Yeah, innocence yeah. is the word. Yeah, yeah, Innocent yeah. funny, where they don't realize that... Well, the character doesn't realize how funny they're actually being by the stuff that's coming out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like... and I enjoy <laughs> that every, every good sitcom has a place where people sort of... Um, where the where the group of characters would hang out, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and this in this one, it's basically couches in the front garden of the house. Oh, yeah, that I was in this episode. Nice Does this touch. continue? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. I yeah. like that too. Yeah, yeah. So a lot, a lot of a lot of just those just banter scenes where they're just having random conversations and normally set there and they're eating chips or whatever they're doing. They were eating chips in this episode fun. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. It's good. And um, what else? And when he was. When he gets when he gets pulled up, and he the braids his time, sister's hair, which shows that he's like adorable. Sweet. He's too. a sweet man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he does seem like a sweet man. Um, when the when this character you're talking about gets uh, 
pulled into custody for the second time and then the guy's trying to make him leave he's like no i want to stay they actually let me talk <laughs> like he just yes. to chat shit people other people, his actual friends have run out of patience with him which is and just, they gave him like orange squash and a biscuit or something as well obsessed with it and so the next time they're all having an issue with the police running up on them he's like ask for the chocolate digestives <laughs> like it's really cute it's good stuff honestly oh and the the drug dealer hits mobeen with this line when he's like sort of coming at him about not doing drugs anymore he's like what are you an imam by day a roadman by night i was like oh shit i feel like you learn culturally through shows yeah. like this and it's like the classic thing about um racism let's go there and living in a multicultural society is like okay but how much especially in this day and age of social media how much do you actually see them on hmm. your socials and on the telly and there's fear-mongering there or how much do you interact with people from different backgrounds in your actual life and to me this show is like yeah. a nice halfway point where for maybe people who don't at least this gives them a bit of an insight into how you know that people other people are interesting and have different backgrounds to you but we're also like at our core very very similar and i love a show mm -hmm. like this for that reason and hopefully there's people out there who like might have been a bit unaware about whether it's pakistani mm -hmm. people or muslim people who watch a show like this and they get a giggle out of it and they um just give more time to shows uh, like this or go see Guz Khan's stand-up or something like that. I, I, I mm. think that's an, another layer to why a show like this is really cool. Just be careful. Savour it because mm. the seasons are small. Ooh. I think there's only like four episodes in this Don't first tell me it's over. Like is that. it over? No, so Ooh. season four, I think I think a couple of seasons end end on cliffhangers nice, as well. So nice. it gets quite sort of oh, shit. Like Things are gonna intense happen. and yeah. Um, and I think season four ends on cliffhanger as well and it's been confirmed that it's coming back for season five because nice. immediately, immediately as I finished season four I was like man like Mo being <laughs> on my phone season five yeah, yeah, google yeah. Yeah, 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 and they're yeah. like yes it's been confirmed it's coming back oh, I was like, oh, oh thank god <laughs> that is a classic <laughs> yeah. thing in this day and age isn't it liking a show googling if it's cancelled already or whatever the fuck it's so oh i'm glad that's, and that's i think he'd good, only confirmed no. that season five was in the works like days before i googled oh no it, way so. oh really recently yeah. that's awesome that's yeah. such a win uh, um okay speaking of wins have you won today i was one off mm -hmm. how confident are you feeling after the review Fairly confident. Okay, sure. let's let's hear it then. I don't I don't um, need a streak now. You got one back last week, so let's see how we get on. So your anticipation is always low. <laughs> of late, for so sure. So in this in this case, I'm thinking it can't be that low, but then it won't be high because Jeff don't do high. So I've gone with a three in anticipation. Interesting, interesting, interesting. interesting. And then I've gone four in enjoyment, four in retrospect. Oh. So no, isn't it? Yeah, I've got. So I got. I've got two again. I. I don't know. Like now, you it, reading last week's scores? What's going on, Jeffrey? I, I don't got, believe. Then you I've anymore. got a four for sure. I've got a yeah. four, and then I've got a three because at the end of the what, day, retrospect. Yeah, like I almost talked oh, myself. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> I almost talked myself round in this review to how much I'm now looking forward to episode two. But just as an independent alone episode, I was like, yeah, that was good. Like. But you can't top out a four straight off the go for a pilot. You're not literally the best pilot of all time. You can. <laughs> and you can talk yourself around in a review. I've changed my scores in a review. Nah, listen, it was above average. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. That's, that's... above average. You had twos in there. You've got fours in there. You've got threes in there. That, do you know what that average is out at? Average. <laughs> it does average out at average. That's true. Are you... Hold on, hold on. For the listener. Are we saying threes are average? <laughs> or threes are good? Even more importantly, forget the scale. Yeah. Let's talk about vocab. Are you calling cap right now? Yes. <laughs> you had to think about it. <laughs> are you invoking because, you know, cap? Facts. Yeah. Facts. Okay, good. Um, facts, 
to be fair, there couldn't be anything less fact than our scores and our guesses. They're the most subjective thing that has ever happened on this earth. So no facts, all cap, all the time. Um, speaking right. of all caps, all the time. Next week we have things. We have things to. We have things to pitch. We have. I so wait two two four three. <laughs> Yeah, you're too off. I actually oh, won this week, which up. is th- th- I can see why, especially after my review. But like, I th- I'm still behind my my scores. I think the the four was a high four. It was a sitcommy fucking took me by surprise four. And then after mm-hmm. you just you you, you chill. And you're like good episode. Now I want to be won over by the rest of the show. I almost feel like if I'd given it a four retrospect, that would mean like okay, I can I can put you to bed. Three means see, I think the I'm opposite. more I feel open. Like four means you're going back for more. Uh, it's I, like you've I, taken a big scoop of a vanilla magnum and like <laughs> <laughs> scoop of vanilla magnum, bro. Bite if, if it's in a plate. <laughs> Have you never taken a choc ice and poured an espresso? This over is a it, great, mate? just a great shout. A choc ice and then what? <laughs> Pour an espresso over it. But then you're just, just still saying. holding it, or you put you got the plate no, out. No, you've put the choc ice in a bowl. Thank you. Because <laughs> I'm just saying you pour a thing onto your hand <laughs> while you're holding the thing. Have you ever got a lollipop and poured a sprite on it? What are we talking about? <laughs> okay, no, this is great. I'll, I will try this. Say Next again. week. <laughs> choc ice. <laughs> Bit of an espresso on it. Wow. Oh, you're doing an affogato. That's my favourite. Yeah, I'm doing an affogato. Okay. So that's your favourite, yet you're the one with chocolate milk and Chocolate oat milk. Decaf. Let's go. Cool. Okay, let's pitch for next Glad you're finally saving the cows. Yeah, exactly, right? Just throw it out the window with the magnums and chocolate ices. Yeah. Anyway. How do you make chocolate oat milk? Um, Like, how is that a thing? There's not chocolate oats. Confirm? No, no, no. (laughs) Well, okay, how do you make chocolate milk? Because there's not chocolate cows. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i guess chocolate oats though i think we should really move on to next week's pictures mm, i think we should stay right here <laughs> i can google it the people need to know okay fine let's move on to next week's so you pictures. take the oat milk that's already been made without chocolate oats okay oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah 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 and then you stir in your nesquik love, there we go done it. oh mate nesquik shout out is nesquik still going is the little bunny i haven't seen the going. bunny for a while it's still going yeah of course it's still going how do you know that we've been you? to costco they do it in like kilogram tubs oh fair fair Shout out Costco. Fair. That's giving me an idea for, real, for future For real, for real, fam. FR, 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 FR. What's your pitch? <laughs> You're going first because I'm nervous. Okay. And well. based on how much of a dick you are, I might be <laughs> just as dickier back. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, listen, especially after I won, I, f- I feel like there's there's controversy. You didn't watch the thing I pitched. There's, the gloves are off this week. Um, mm. let's, let's, bring, <laughs> let's bring a bit of um, non-pod chat into the pod. And I think after... Last week, we both had to decompress after the record and have a talk about how how I let it get through this pitch of a thing you'd seen before. And I let slip what else was on my list a little bit, didn't I? And the thing is, what's one thing that we treasure that we very rarely do, but like we really, really prize on this podcast on occasion? It's being mm. super current and up to date and doing something super relevant. <laughs> We're so not doing that that when we do do it, it's a big moment. And what's second best to that? It's nearly as good as that, but not quite. Doing mm. it a few weeks later when it's a bit stale and everyone's done with it. You're watching the Grammys, the 66th Grammys, 2024 <sighs> Grammys Awards. The Grammys Awards, I don't I'm not sure you've ever watched the show, but you're you're about to, and and I think we've got a potential clue, a potential window into an anticipation score for the people in a few years' time watching the video on the Patreon. 
We've got sad shaking of the head. We've got slow blinking. It's really fucking long. I don't think it is. I found it, and I don't think it is. If you chop it up, I think it's actually a lot more manageable than I thought. It's no New New Japan Pro Wrestling. Why do people want to hear us review the Grammys? No, I feel like... Is it because of Trevor Noah? Is it because Miley Cyrus gives an incredible performance of the song Flowers? Oh, are you going to claim I've kind of watched it already, just in bits already? I can't, I watched that performance and that was it. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, and then Trevor Noah started doing one liners afterwards and the crowd were like, boo! Oh, <laughs> so, there you go. Spoilers. I haven't watched it yet. I'm looking forward to watching it. I think on occasion, you know, warning for future episodes, one of my favourite things about this show is the very wide range of different stuff that can get pitched. Never done an award show. A lot more than usual. Talking points did emerge from this one and... It's now going to be reviewed by you, and no, I think I think the people are the people are gassed. The people are here for it. The people are are they frothing at the mouth? Yes. Cool. Cool. Right. Speaking of awards, mm. um, one of our um, um, shout outs on this pod many 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 months ago mm. was once I think nominated for this prize. Um, his name's Tom McRae. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah. Um, I think he was nominated for a Mercury Prize. Oh, yeah, back in before. the day. Mercury Music Prize. Back in the day, Shout back out. in the day. Yeah, yeah. But in 2023, the Mercury Prize went to Ezra Collective and the album Where I'm Meant to Be. And you're going to be listening to that this week. What the fuck did you bring Tom McRae up for? <laughs> <laughs> swerving, mate. That was Come such and... a swerve. That was such a swerve when you drive. That's insane. Okay, wait. I'm still okay. Lost. Okay, so you're listening to the album that won the Mercury. Where I'm meant Prize. to be. Am I not? Wa- okay, okay. Where I'm meant to be. You're not watching the Mercury Music. <laughs> what an episode that would be. Oh my <laughs> days. Okay. Uh, I mean, you do like your extracurricular. Yeah, maybe that would just have whatever. to figure into it. Oh, that's so funny. Okay, so completely. You're listening to some jazz, Jeff. Oh, I'm listening to some jazz. You know, again, a new. I think. I think a pretty new thing. Oh no, we did uh, yeah. Acaster's Temps album, which is a bit hip hop yeah. jazz. No, not even. I don't mm. know what genre you call that. Interesting. Ezra Collective. I'm listening to the album. This isn't the anything. Which to album do with... are you listen to? Because you're probably listening to the wrong one. The one that won the Mercury Music Prize. That one, yeah, by Tom McRae. I can't believe no, where I'm meant to be. Where I'm meant to be by Ezra Collective. That's interesting. Where I'm meant to be by Ezra Collective. Interesting. <sighs> They're already doing it... things. They're already doing things. There's no I in team, um, but there is an I in Collective. Huh? <laughs> I, I just stumbled there. It wasn't a guarantee when I started speaking. So happy to happy to try out some jazz. Um, how happy? scores i don't know yet we shall see we shall see how we all feel about them next week but you went music i went music i've had this one knocking about because i haven't listened to it and i want to listen to it and i don't often play that card you play that card a lot i want to watch the the thing so i'm gonna make you watch the thing (laughs) other cards no okay fair enough um oh that's right so no we won't i was gonna ask oh what brought this up what What made you want to listen to it in the first place um honestly you want to say or you want to leave it for the there's a link there's a link. The the episode of Graham Norton after the episode we just watched, mm. Ezra Collective performed on it. Okay. For a minute, I think I was thinking, oh, is this the other jazz group that drummer from The Smile, Tom Skinner, plays for? But that's that's Sons of Comet. I think that's a different... So this has nothing to do with... It's just a musical no, act on Graham we, Norton. We, okay. we do occasionally consume stuff that has nothing to do with Radiohead. I don't know. Those are dark days. I'm really glad that it only <laughs> took a year to get to some Radiohead-related content. Did Check. The Smile perform at the Grammys? 
Oh no, but the, but the 15 step performance at the Grammys might have to figure into some research for historical context. What a performance. Oh my days. Um, okay, Do you know why? It's tell, just two tell. of the members of Radiohead doing it. Oh my days. <laughs> How dare you? Oh, you brought it up. No. Are you you saying... said it was historical. Oh my God. Have they been planning this all along? No, don't break my heart like that. Oh my days. Easter eggs. Easter eggs galore. <laughs> Shout out Deadpool trailer. Sorry, and I'm done. Deadpool okay. three, Deadpool, Deadpool and Wolverine. Are oh, we shout? We shouting it out? Are we? Did you did you yeah, like it? Did it you out. find it funny? I just yeah, all of the above. So I kind of did too. I'm not the I I enjoy Deadpool. I'm not the you watched the Deadpool, trailer. I watched the trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably the biggest news that came out of the Super Bowl, right? You know, and Usher. So let's rank it. Number one, I would say number one, Deadpool and Wolverine. Number two, Taylor Swift kissed her boyfriend and number three usher that's what I would why does everyone care that taylor swift was why does everyone or? ask that how how could you not we're literally i care so much and this is the part where i say take care <laughs> <laughs> jeff says goodbye how do you not care it's taylor swift she might she might sway the election she has global <laughs> politics in the palm of her hand and she's just with a jock now like how are we all I get it. We need time to process this. The Republican right thinks what she's a psyop. What happened to Pete Davidson? She was meant to date Pete Davidson. Oh, yeah. Did Pete Davidson never get her shot? N- no. My guy. Do you, we, uh, we he ha- he hasn't fully... It's not over. <laughs> Pete Davidson does not give a the fuck. The podcast is, though. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no fair. The podcast might have dropped the shot. But I thought we could get into a bit of T-Swift action. And then your guy's bringing up Pete davidson you know i don't think he stands a chance but to be fair if matty healy had a chance who's pete davidson with now that should be a running segment no it shouldn't everyone could be with whoever they want pete davidson stand-up special might get a future pitch saturday night live is happening soon again and there's lots to talk about there we enjoy our comedy but you know what that's enough comedy for a hot second let's have some music next week let's have some fun in a musical direction let's do an album a jazz album let's do the 2024 grammys the 66th which is cool and let's enjoy some music next week we look forward to having you by that time you're going to be like i'm done with grammy's takes no you're not come back we have them now this is the end this is the bit where i say goodbye and he says take care so goodbye and take care if you don't like when we misspeak or boost the audio or unpeak the microphones bleed because they're so cheap we're sorry to your ears if you don't like the intro or the bit in the middle of this outro or if you don't like the whole show question why were you here if you don't like the podcast if you think we both speak too fast too many tangents never stay on task pick up a book instead if you don't like what we recommend if your patience wears thin towards the end if you think you could do better with your friend please go ahead if you don't like this content or like me the word content then please go be more content and never listen to us again